What's up, guys? Welcome back to Told As Is Podcast. Today, we're chatting all about social media and real estate. Ooh. We're talking what's been changing in the industry, what's to come, where's it going, and we have a very special guest who is absolutely crushing the game. We can't wait to see you in the episode and talk all things social media and real estate. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode three of Told As Is. I am your host, Ryan, and this is my co-host, Daniela. We are back for another episode, and we have a very special guest on the episode today. Our very first guest. We sure do. Uh, he is an icon agent and team leader with EXP Realty, ranked number one realtor on social media in Toronto and Ontario, just under 50,000 followers on Instagram, 4,000 subscribers on his real estate YouTube channel and 350,000 YouTube subscribers on his personal channel. He also gets about 500,000 views on his real estate TikTok and upwards of 13 million on his personal TikTok. So welcome, Dimitri Janitsos. Wow. Hopefully I said that, that was, right. Yeah, that was, that was a, a fluffed up intro, but I love it. I love <laughs> it. Thank you for having me on. Uh, honored to be the first guest on the, on the podcast. And super pumped to dive into it. Those are some big stats. I mean, when you put in perspective like that, you can really see the viewership that you have and kind of how all, all the uh, videos you've done, how it impacts the people that follow you and how much reach you can get. That's super cool. I wasn't expecting that. And uh, I'm quite surprised and impressed. Congratulations. Yeah, honestly, I never really like, obviously I know my metrics, but I never put them all side by side like that. And um you know, especially a lot of the big ones go out to, you know, me and my girlfriend's channel, which, you know, she has, uh, she does the bulk of the work on that. But yeah, it is crazy. And, you know, that's the biggest thing why I kind of continue to do it. It's just like, I, I find it so scalable. Like, it's just, it's crazy how much of an audience you can reach on all these different platforms, you know, rather than going and crushing, you know, 20 doors, <laughs> which I've done and is way less enjoyable. <laughs> So you have tried other techniques. That's correct. Oh, 100%. Like when I moved to Toronto, you know, I, I had a little bit of a following, but not like crazy. But I thought I was just going to, you know, post up because I started in Edmonton and I was pretty successful right off the jump in Edmonton. I had a sphere there uh, just knowing everybody. So, you know, people were using me as a realtor and I'm like, oh, okay, great. I can do this in Edmonton. I'm going to go to Toronto. I'll, you know, stick my flag in the ground. Hey, Dimitri's here open for business and it's just going to be a flood of business. And like, I was pretty much slapped in the face with zero deals and no leads in the first mm -hmm. six months before I actually started, you know, utilizing uh, my social media. But at that time, you know, I was doing traditional stuff. I was, I've tried door knocking, I've tried cold calling and love door knocking really good. But you know, if, if you can avoid it, then even better. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's really cool that um, you've tried a lot of things and you found this one that works for you. And I like what you say, you say this often because we jump on a lot of calls together too, um, that it's evergreen and it lasts forever when you have videos playing in the background. Um, because those sit there and they work for you rather than having to go out, knock on every door, follow up, follow up, follow up. So um, it's it's a new modern way. And um, I guess today we'll find out a little bit more about you, um, how social media has changed the game for you and kind of the traje trajectory into the future of where you want to take it, utilize it and where you think it's going to go with the, the real estate industry. So 
Super I love it. Too. I heard we were playing some sort of 21 questions here, some some 50 cents, <laughs> so bring it. We always have something up our sleeves here. <laughs> yeah. So while we were on the subject of talking Legion, um, you know, we, we, we touched on door knocking, cold calling, following up. That is definitely what we, what we would call more traditional uh, lead generating. So let's talk about what have you used to lead generate in your business? What social media platforms have you been on and what have you found the most successful for your business? Yep, 100%. So yeah, kind of like I was saying earlier, you know, I came to Toronto, tried a bunch of stuff, didn't really work. And I had a following on Instagram and it was at the time, I want to say it was like maybe 20 to 30,000 people. And I looked at my metrics, you know, out of those 20, 30,000 people, there was about two or 3,000 of them in my local marketplace. And I'm like, okay, how do I leverage these? And I found another agent in the city who was doing a really good job on her page. And I actually ended up joining her team at the time. And she basically told me, she's like, look, if you make Instagram stories around real estate and you're consistent, you know, I promise you, you're going to start to see business from this. So I just kind of dived right in and I said, you know, for six months, I'm not going to let my Instagram story feed go dry. And sure enough, you know, after the first few months, you know, I was starting to doubt whether it was going to work or not, but you know, anything that you do, any lead generation source that you do, whether it's social media, whether it's traditional, you know, if you're consistent with it, it will end up, you know, generating leads. And sure enough, this started doing it to the point where six months in, you know, I was, starting to turn deals and and it was working so you know that's kind of been my bread and butter here for the last oh my god two and a half years until recently when you know now the instagram stories are so second nature to me you know when i go out i'm basically just documenting my day and it's just again like you know i go on a showing i see content so i just videotape it to me at this point it's kind of like when you get in a good gym routine right it doesn't feel like you're actually going out of your way Mm. to go to the gym it just becomes a part of your life the instagram stories have kind of become a part of my life to the point where now i can actually start to take on you know more lead generation sources and i've been focusing a little bit more time as of recently to my youtube page um mainly because you know, YouTube, the beautiful thing about it is it doesn't disappear after 24 hours, which is super nice. You know, it's evergreen, yep. like we were saying, and it can kind yeah. of just work in the background. And then not only that, I feel like it's more of a focused audience where, you know, Instagram, a lot of people are just kind of cruising Instagram or TikTok, you know, looking for cheap thrills. They see a cat, you know, cuddling with a dog and, you know, they see all these, you know, crazy things on TikTok where on YouTube, you're going to get more of a focused person who, if they're watching your channel, they're looking for information, right? And you're giving it to them. So they're more engaged and they're more likely to actually be a prospective client rather than somebody who is just, you know, trolling the internet, right? Totally makes sense. Totally. Well said. You know, it's daunting for um, social media and people, I feel, and there's so many different things you can do. You can, on Instagram alone, right? Like you said, you have stories, you have reels, you have posts, um, you got long form videos. For me, I always notice that it's, the story is doing a story. It's a story of your day. It's talk, it's telling a story, conveying a point, and then drawing in the audience. And I feel like when people go on Instagram and I watch your posts all the time, you have to have some type of story. I don't know if you'd agree or not, but having a purpose and then conveying a nice point to draw the audience in is huge. And so each feature of all these platforms serves a purpose. um, And I'd love to hear at some point, which one you feel is the one that's working for you the best today. 
100%. I mean, you nailed it with the story. And I think that, you know, this is something that comes with a little bit of practice and a little bit of time, but you have to be, you know, very conscious of what you're posting out there. You know, it's, it's not enough to just post, you know, just listed, just sold and like still frames of like really nice, modern luxury real estate on your story. That's not engaging, right? Your goal here is to connect mm -hmm. with your audience and, you know, by taking them along for, you know, your day, your journey, you know, they watched me grow as a new agent in Toronto to becoming, you know, an experienced agent in Toronto, you know, and, and people are stoked for you. You know, they, they know your story, they know your journey. And not only are you taking them through a story of your day, but then you compile all those days together and you're taking them on a story of your life. And this is coming from, you know, uh, a, a kid who used to live in the country in Alberta, like you know, before all this, I had 200 followers. I'm not an artistic person. You know, I'm not a, I'm very numbers orientated. So, you know, Instagram and creating this kind of vlog style story um, did not come easily to me. You know, I swear if I can do it, anybody can do it. But it's just taking them along mm. that journey for you and people will connect with you without even you knowing that they're connecting with you. It's the strangest thing when I go on an appointment with somebody who's been following me on Instagram for two years and they act like they know me and that they've known me for so long, yet I'm meeting them for the first time and they're more comfortable than I am and I'm used to being around strangers all the time, but it's, it's the trippiest thing. Yeah. So you nailed it, you know, just taking them through that story, you know, showing them into who you are, like a little bit of personal stuff, you know, at the start, I did a lot of a lot more Instagram, or sorry, a lot more real estate related content, breaking down numbers, you know, this kind of stuff, because that's what I knew and what I was comfortable with. Again, I wasn't an artsy person mm. where I could properly, you know, let them into my life comfortably. But now, you know, with doing this and with, you know, me and my girlfriend doing the Devonica channel on YouTube, you know, I've gotten a little bit more comfortable. I know how to display my life a little bit better. And it's that connection that makes these, you know, clients or, or these, you know, viewers become clients because they just really connect with you. Mm -hmm. But I mean, with, yeah. with, sorry, and I know part of your question was, you know, all these different platforms and, and which one um, is the most effective. It's honestly, just pick one, master it. And once you get good at that one, and like I said, it becomes second nature to the point where you don't have to really even think about it. You just do it naturally. Then you can take on another one. I mean, I would probably say, you know, Instagram stories have worked the best for me and I've done the most deals off of them and I've built an entire brand around mm -hmm. it. But, you know, in terms of if I had to break it down and see which one is actually the most effective, I would probably say, YouTube. I've put in, you know, I've only got maybe 10 channels on my real estate channel at this point, but I've gotten probably 10 deals from it. And, you know, it's, it's just a really, it's not as a competitive space because obviously YouTube takes, you know, sure. it takes a lot of time yep. Yep. to, to do it. But, um, if you can crush it, you know, you got a way bigger audience, it's evergreen and they're just, those people are dialed into what you're saying. So they're way more likely to convert. Yeah, I agree. And you guys are in a more competitive market than I am. You know, you've got Toronto, you've got all of the surrounding cities, you've got a lot of competition down there, especially like there's a stupid number of agents in Toronto now, something like 70,000. I don't know. Do you guys know the stats? 70,000. Yeah. Over 70,000. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, that's 
in comparison to where you guys are and where I'm at, there's no agents up in my area doing YouTube, and that's something that I'm just starting to dial in on. And I'm, I'm posting videos, and I'm seeing that I'm now trending number one for a really a real estate or you know things like that. And I'm like, wow, how is nobody doing this? But I think it is. It's mm. it's something that it's causing people to step out of their comfort zone a little bit, and something that is a little more time consuming. And it just goes to show who is really going above and beyond for their business and providing value to their clients and and even just others in general. Yeah, I, I think it yeah. easily has the biggest learning curve too. Like you're gonna do your first videos and they're gonna suck, right? And you gotta yeah. and you gotta yeah. post that online. You gotta show your vulnerability. Um, but you know, for those who break through, like you said, Ryan, man, like mm-hmm. you're gonna crush it up there because anybody who Google's anything so. in regards to Aurelia or cottage country up there, it's like they got one option. And it's this guy with this amazing radio voice <laughs> with the accent. <laughs> Yo, that alone is going to get you extra clients. I wish. Okay. So you basically let us know that Instagram kind of, you took over Instagram. That for you has been a game changer in marketing yourself in real estate. You believe in YouTube and you are starting to push your YouTube videos. We know that. Um, are you going to continue to do YouTube? And also, um, what can you tell us about YouTube shorts? Do you have experience in this? So, I, yeah. So, I mean, this year, a goal of mine is to put out at least one video a week on the YouTube channel. Like, you know, we were saying it, it's time consuming, you know, and we all have our businesses. We can't be just shooting content all day. But, um, you know, if, if you do it properly and, and you get good at it, like once a week is, is totally doable. But in terms of shorts... I do have a little bit of experience just from our Demonica channel. We posted on there, you know, it, it's just whenever any of these platforms get a new, uh, like a new feature, you know, they're going to reward the people who use that new feature unfairly. So, you know, for mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. year and a bit shorts has been that new feature and it's just got the most organic reach. Now, the good thing is, too, it's comp- competing with, you know, Instagram Reels and TikTok. So you can repurpose a lot of this content. If, if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're doing Instagram Reels, then you can put it on Shorts. You can put it on uh, TikTok. But really good for just getting in front of a bunch of people. Now, in terms of the real estate space... There's not a whole lot of people doing it, like very few people doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the type of content, I think it's either got to be completely um, informational breakdown, you know, some sort of value driven content, or it's got to be something very entertaining, either a really shitty property or a really luxury property or something <laughs> that stirs some sort of interest, you know. If you're just rolling through yeah. a normal condo, it's like, it's, you know, it's just like any other content. If nobody's engaging with it, nobody's really watching it, you know, the platform's just going to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what you said too. Like our market is very saturated, like real estate in Toronto, we're bumping shoulders with agents, you know, everyone's moving online. They are realizing that, you know, I know agents personally, they're doing a lot of business, double digits from TikTok and Instagram, and you get a lot of your business from there as well. And you got to be different. Um, right when COVID hit, you know, I was watching Gary Vee and he's like, guys, TikTok is it, you know, jump on it. Uh, and then as you mm-hmm. learn more features and, you know, it this not just real estate agents, but any business taking that ownership and learning and being the first person to move um, their business and dominate 
any new platform or feature is really going to help their business. So yes, Instagram is feeling like everybody's on there. However, uh, YouTube, I think you mentioned only a couple people in Toronto uh, are doing it right in real estate on YouTube. And Ryan, you've been testing it. I think that's totally true. Uh, being the first mover in anything is such a strong advantage. Yeah, exactly. So. And Dem, you were just talking a little bit about you know creating engaging content or I think we, when we talk about content that does well, it's got to be one or two things or both. And that is either bring value to people or entertainment, right? Mm. So talk a little bit about how you come up with your content. What's your planning strategy? How do you, you know, come up with these new ideas and pump out great content? Yeah, I love it. Well, I've been living by that saying for the last couple of years. I can't remember who told it to me. Somebody told it to me. I picked it up somewhere. They're like, if it's not uh, providing value or entertaining, you should really consider not posting it. So, you know, I've, <laughs> I've really looked at, you know, all these like just listed, just sold, like typical real estate content. You know, there's a couple out there. And mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to hate on anybody who's listening to this, but I got to say it, you know, if you're posting those, what the hell are they called? Where they post like this or that, and you got to like pick, like, and it's just like, come oh, yeah. on, you know, like yeah. you're really stretching <laughs> trying to get content out there. You know, <laughs> it's got to be one or the other. And like how I go about it is honestly just not really like being true to yourself and being authentic in who you are. Right. So mm -hmm. if, if I'm not providing value, you know, I know that who I am alone is somewhat entertaining, or at least I think it is. So I'll give my opinion on stuff and I'm not afraid to point out, you know, something that's crummy about a house or something that's, you know, really good about a house. But, you know, I'm not really focused too much on, on what people think. I'm just kind of going through my authentic thought process and putting it on there. And then I look at it while I'm posting it. I'm like, is this, you know, worth posting? Is this entertaining or is it value driven? And if mm -hmm. it's not, I literally just hit delete. And I just keep going. So, you know, especially on my stories, the stuff that I post, I don't really put a whole lot of thought into, you know, I just kind of, again, document throughout my day and I try to make it as fun and as light as possible. And, you know, some people might say, you know, you're too goofy or you're too this or that, you know, I'm, I'm not this super buttoned up, you know, well, you know, put together type of person. Like I am who I am and I'm completely okay with that. And that's what people resonate with. You know, I, I think I was talking to you guys about yeah. it, how, you know, it's funny how this in the eyes of younger people now who they think or look up to as celebrities aren't the same as we did when we grew up, you know, we thought Brad Pitt and we so thought true. all these actors and whatever, right. I always use Brad Pitt cause he's, he's awesome. <laughs> Brad Pitt comes to mind yeah, for you no, first. I'm a, I'm a Brad Pitt fan. The guy's awesome, right? I got a, I got a man <laughs> crush cool. on him. So, but you know, oh. at the end of the day, I got no idea who Brad Pitt is. And you ask like kids now, they're like, who who do you look up to? And they look up to their favorite YouTubers. They look up to their favorite person on Instagram yeah. because they actually know who that person is and they've drawn a connection with them. So, yeah. you know, for me, a lot of the content is just driven by who I am and, you know, whether you're super quiet, whether you're outgoing, whether you're, you know, very well put together, you know, you just be who you are and just create mm -hmm. content around it. I, I, I wish I had more like strategic, you know, stuff that you could implement, you know, just go out there and post your day. <laughs> but that's so true. There's so much you can post in your, about your day. And I think the hardest, like the hardest part for getting out of your shell, because as realtors, we have so much information, so much things, so many things we can talk about. But even for myself, when I was getting started, I was like, 
Uh, do I use my personal page? Do I make that a business page? Do I post when I go out for a dog walk? And what is the, where do you draw the line for boundaries on how much you share on a personal account and what's, you know, not personal enough or what's, you know, like we, we, you, you have this appearance for real estate agents or any business to be like, oh, I can't, you know, do that or wear this. It's like, just be yourself. Sometimes on my stories, I'll post that, you know, I'm in like my sweaters from like, I'm a human. Right. And I think when you humanize the process and let people in, they're like, yeah, I can relate to you. And I also can resonate with the things you're talking about. We have commonalities. And uh, that's what for me has been an awesome experience because then I can gel with people on more than, you know, just being a real estate agent because, um, as Ryan Surhan says, you're a real estate agent and we're so many other things. And I feel my opinion and kind of what you said is you really do have to show some personality of who you are as a regular person when you're doing this type of content too. Yep. Yeah. I, I make a point of, And it's a fine line between, you know, showing too much and not showing enough. When I started, it was all real estate content. And the funny thing was like people Mm -hmm. thought I was so busy and I was busy, but like people thought I was working day and night. And like I I take videos and I don't necessarily post them real time. You know, just a little bit of a uh, secret for those who've been watching. I'm not always posting real time. So, you know, if you see something, I can make myself look pretty damn busy. But at that point, it was too much real estate, you know, and it still worked, but you don't get the same effect. And then on the flip side, you know, you can kind of take them into too much where, you know, you're, you're like, you can talk to the camera too much to the point where people are no longer listening where, because there's this weird thing where people are fascinated by seeing people on getting on camera, especially on Instagram, right. Or Instagram live. Like, have you ever seen your friend pop on Instagram live and you're just like, Oh my God, they never hop on live. Like I'm going to click that and see what they're actually doing. I love it. But if you do it too much, people are just like turned off. They're, oh, they're always on live. So you kind of want to, I make a point Mm -hmm. of like at least once a week hopping on my Instagram with my face and actually saying something rather than just being behind the camera. Because I think it's like just enough to be like, ooh, he's on camera. What's he going to say? But, you know, not too much to the point where they're so used to it that they kind of hop off. So And then again, even with your personal life, you want them to see into your personal life, but you don't want them to know everything so that they're still kind of wondering where it's like, if they know everything, you know, they have no reason to even kind of keep watching. And that's something that, you know, I kind of picked up from, you know, me and Ika do in our channel. Um, It's, it's very, a very fine line, especially because that channel, people expect you to put all your shit out there. it's okay to be vulnerable, yeah. right? That's what it takes is like getting on video is one thing. You're putting yourself out there and then also delivering personal information or just a little bit about your life is something out of the norm for actually, I would say the older generation, especially mm-hmm. a lot of people seem very private. So that being said, like, what do you think are some tips that you would offer someone who's thinking about getting into social media feels that maybe it's not right for them. Maybe it's an age or comfort or whatever it is, um, but how they can kind of get out there, feel comfortable and then post good content that people want to watch. What would you say? Or some yeah, tips? I think it's just, you know, I, I, I know that there's so many self limiting beliefs, no matter what we do on social media, YouTube, Instagram, but you, literally have to just not take yourself that seriously. You know, it's, you're going to screw up 
there's going to be things you got to be a little bit vulnerable. There's no way around it. And if you want to be on social media and you want to get business this way and you want to have a presence, it comes with it and you just have to go for it. There's, there's just no way around. And honestly, it's, it's just not as big a deal as, as you think it is. I'll sit here and edit my YouTube video and critique the absolutely living hell out of it. I know every word that I've tripped over. I know everything that I should have said differently and I'm a nervous wreck. And then I hit upload and then comments come in. And literally I was telling you guys earlier this morning on our call, um, you know, I was, I hit upload and all these people were like, oh my God, the information just flows out of your mouth. And it's like, little do they know that I had to try that like 40 times (laughs) and then I had to edit it and then put it together and I'm pulling my hair out thinking (laughs) that it's such a big deal. And these people, they they thought it was great. So, you know, it's understanding that it's more in our heads than it is in anybody else's. Um, You know, as soon as you understand that and you can just hit, honestly, close your eyes and just hit upload. I promise you nothing bad will happen. And it sounds ridiculous. I still, to this day, after posting thousands of stories, hundreds of videos, there's moments where I'm like, oh, is that cringy? Like, should I post that? Should I not post that? I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to hit send and I'm going to turn my phone off and I'm going to walk away. And as long as you didn't say anything rude or put anybody down or do anything controversial like that, you know, no one's, no one's going to say anything. And if they do, like, who cares? Those trolls are your biggest fans. 100%. Yeah. Getting out of your head is huge. huge. And I think how I repeat to myself, because I did hear this uh, from one of my Las Vegas friends on social media, is listen, people are either, if they're going to watch you, like if you put yourself out there and they don't follow you anymore, that's okay. It's probably someone who wouldn't want to be in business with you and you wouldn't want to be in business with them. So be you because you'll attract people who want to be you know, in business with you or connect with you in some way. So I think that is, is huge. And we shouldn't be afraid to be ourselves online as we are in person, just be super authentic. And yes, I, it's so surprising to say that someone who has such a big following can still, you know, look at themselves and be like, ah, question this. Um, we all do that. On, yeah. and, and you can look at anybody who's built anything. Like, you know, you can look at Elon yeah. Musk. Everybody thought he was absolutely out of his damn mind. Like if you want to do great things or you want to, you know, push the limit at whatever you're doing, it's going to come with getting uncomfortable at some point and you just have to embrace it. But it, it's funny too. Like, and we've had trolls to the point, like, especially on our Dem and Ica channel, we've had tons of trolls to the point where like me and I could literally just, if we read the comments, we're just laughing. Like we love it. Right. <laughs> it's just so funny to us. And it's, you know, like I said, you're understanding that any trolls you get are literally your biggest fans and you have no idea who's watching so many people are watching and not vocally supporting but they're still watching and there's something Mm -hmm. admirable about being able to put yourself out there so many people wish they could do it so you know by taking that leap you know you're you think that you're opening yourself up to criticism but i promise you you're getting more love you'll just never know it that's a good point and I think it's nice that you have a partner in crime for that because sometimes I'll post something and a lot of people attack real estate agents for selling homes for too high of a price, yada, yada, yada. Like it's our fault and you can't take that stuff personal. You can't. Sometimes I do. I'm just like, ouch, it's not me. Like it's the market, but I got to learn to uh, to kind of let that go because that shit can hurt, I, you know? I or typically don't 
respond to trolls, but I did light up a guy on my YouTube page the other day. He he said something Ooh. pretty dumb in the comment section. I'm like, let me let me let this guy know what's what's going on. But especially as real estate agents, oh man, like, and I feel bad because the market's super yeah. hot. It's unaffordable for some people, and they get pissed off and they decide to leave a comment on your page. And it's like, man, don't hate on me because you're priced out of the market. You didn't buy when I told you to two years ago. Yep. Yeah. People find it easier to hate because they're coming, they're talking through like a screen or it's a message and you sometimes don't know who they are. We're humans. So anyone who's listening to this, if you are watching our stuff too, we are humans and can be affected by some of the things you say, um, but still be nice out there and be kind and support people for what they're doing. Because what we are doing by putting ourselves out there is not always easy. Um, I just wanted to ask you, Dem, do you have a favorite crazy story about social media um a time that you put yourself out there or a time you got like a big sale from it um or some kind of praise do you have any like interesting story that comes you know to what mind? i got one there was i mean this isn't really a, a super interesting story but just this interesting deal that i did and i remember very early on when i was doing like no deals and i was just starting to go down the instagram you know story rabbit hole and i was trying to think okay how can i get business from this so i actually went to a bunch of pages that i followed in the city uh places that i like to go coffee shops gyms golf courses stuff like that and i was like hey i'm gonna try to find clients rather than wait for them to find me so i started hammering you know the follow button a little bit and strategically obviously and i remember coming across this one profile and she had her job listed there i don't even want to say it just in case she's watching it um but she had her job listed there and had toronto listed there and i'm like okay this person's got money you know so i followed them uh, and I also strategically made sure that I had a really enticing Instagram story up at the time. So I was like, if I'm going to go follow a bunch of people, I'm going to make sure I have gold on my Instagram story right now. So mm. I had a bunch of numbers break down and then I'm like, okay, they're going to see that. They're going to be like, this is content that I can't miss. So they follow back, whatever. So she did follow back. And then I think I engaged on one of her stories. And then before you know, it, we go back and forth. And then she ends up booking a call through my calendar link that's on my Instagram page like months later, have a chat, sell them a over million dollar hard loft downtown Toronto. Yes. Yeah. And then it was after the deal was done. She was like, you know, I don't even know who recommended your page to me or how I found you. And I'm just like sitting there kind of smirking like, oh yeah, I was like, I kind of found you. But it was funny because I remember (laughs) as I was doing that, I was doing it for, you know, weeks. And I was like, I don't know if this is even working. And sure enough, it did work. And then now actually it's funny because um, I've been in contact with them, you know, less than a year after they bought their condo and we're looking for a secondary property. But, you know, in terms of, yeah, right. Oh. Like, you know, some of this stuff, like it, it works, you know, you just got to plug away on it. That's but done. it was just funny. You know, yeah. she was like, I don't even know how I know you. And I was just like, yeah, me neither. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, like in terms of, oh God, like trolls that we've gotten, like it's so funny, but I'm, I'm not going to give them any life, you know? And I will say that yeah. being able to handle that type of criticism at, at that scale um it really gives you mm. thick skin and even when like mm-hmm. real life situations arise it's it help it has helped me a lot of times keep my cool in moments where you know maybe i would normally be extremely offended or disrespected or whatever the case may be it's like okay it just mm-hmm. it's like you know what they're just a troll like here's their you understand their motivations and, and where this hate is coming from and you just learn how to harness it yeah. better and just mm-hmm. keep moving forward so 
I'll say it's definitely helped me for that too. That's a good point. And something that I've been dealing with too, I've been trying to dial in my TikTok account and posting a lot of short form content on there. And that, I don't know if there's any other agents listening to this that are on TikTok, but TikTok is notorious for finding the people that hate you the most and they will be (laughs) in front of your content all the time. So we see a lot of, you know, real estate agents, scum of the earth, driving up prices, you know, (laughs) they get paid way too much for what they do. But I think that's got a lot to do with how, you know, us as agents are putting ourselves out there. This is an industry that's traditionally, you know, very flashy. Everybody posts their highlights. They post, you know, I just sold this, just sold that. But we don't see a lot of the behind the scenes content. And that's where I think you're doing something really good uh, with your new vlog style videos that you're doing on your YouTube channel. So can you talk a little bit about that and, and how you kind of got the confidence to just film any point of the day, driving in your car, you know, walking down the street, people looking at you. So how have you dealt with that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, again, like a lot of it has come from just getting used to it on, you know, me and my girlfriend's channel, the vlogging, but oh man, at the start, like we'd be at the mall and I'd whip out a camera and people are looking at me like I'm crazy and I would feel crazy. My face would get all red and then I'd trip over my words. And (laughs) honestly, like this whole thing, like once you get used to putting yourself out there, This beautiful thing happens where you all of a sudden don't give a shit what people think about you anymore. And now Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't care. I'll whip out my camera anywhere. People are like, oh, don't get me in the shot. I'm like, oh, relax. Like, you're not that big. Like, (laughs) you know, and then I just shoot around them. Like, you know, some people get upset about it. But I've been I've been kicked out, not kicked out, but I've been told to put my camera away. I don't know, probably a hundred times, you know, like we're shooting wherever Mm -hmm. and people are. You know, especially when you go to stores and stuff, but I don't know, you just learn not to care. And then now, yeah, I'm going to try to incorporate some more vlogs on my YouTube page and just kind of, you know, show people around Toronto, show them some properties that I'm interested in. And again, this is, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I'm not an artistic person at all, but it's an interesting outlet. And, you know, I've seen it with my girlfriend. She really gets into the editing and the story and the creation of the content. I never really got it. I'm I'm a numbers guy. I'm like, yo, if this isn't bringing me direct commission sales, like, I'm, like, not interested. But uh, now it's like you do it and it's kind of fun. And and I don't know. It's just something that I feel like, you know, I've got a – I've built the skill set with – with the other channel and you know, I just kind of wanted to try it out. And it's funny because the vlog video actually did better than a lot of the sit down videos, uh, which I mean, it's more entertaining for sure, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. They're definitely a lot more work and, Mm -hmm. you know, collecting all the B roll and creating this, you know, thing again, not something that comes naturally to me, but something that I want to see if I can get better at. And, you know, I hate to say it, but if I don't see a direct return in, in business, you know, I'll probably kibosh it. <laughs> Everything's got to have a good return. And, you know, me too. I felt like, okay, if I'm ever going to do some sort of video, I always felt like I need this big production. I need to have a team. And it's like the behind the scenes and the people that I see that are very successful are just getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Use your phone. It's a great camera. Just jump out there. Get started. And I think that is like amazing advice for anyone you literally see. And we know some people obviously that we deal with because we're all heavy in social media is, you know, these people went out there, not even a microphone and iPhone camera in the windiest days and just kind of rolled with it, you know, and learned along the way on the topic of kind of learning about social media. I know you've come in here and kind of dove into it yourself 
learned along the way, but has there been any programs that you would recommend with social media to learn about mm. YouTube and Instagram, et cetera, that maybe you've dabbled in or that you recommend to anybody else today? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, you're going to learn the most through just trial and error. But I will say that if you're looking to shorten that curve, um, and I mean, this is totally biased, you know, um, Mike Sherrard, who is, you know, my sponsor at EXP. Yeah, he's, he's got great social media courses. And, you know, in particular, since we're on the topic of YouTube, you know, I've taken his YouTube course and me and my girlfriend, we've had our channel for, you know, a couple of years now. And as I was going through the course, like, you know, I was a little arrogant, almost thinking like, what am I doing? Like, come on, I know what I'm doing. Um, but there was definitely some gems in there about, you know, especially specific to real estate, uh, and how to actually drive, you know, or increase your conversion that I would have had no idea had I not taken that course. And you literally come out of that course, just like someone who's been doing it for years. Uh, now you just got to go out and shoot the content and then implement. But, um, his social media Academy has been incredible. Uh, but other than that, you know, I've, I've been figuring it out on the fly, but you know, honestly, those courses, especially if you're new, I would highly recommend because like I said, you know, I mean, Ryan were jamming out about this before we actually started to record, you know, the specifics on what you do to increase your conversion rate. I was kind of saying, you know, arrogantly that, you know, I look at a lot of agents videos on YouTube and I laugh because their videos are great. The content's amazing, but they're missing the key little features that are actually going to increase their conversion. And they're pretty mm -hmm. much just driving yep. traffic to my video, which, you know, in my mind has the, the things that I need to actually get the business. Right. So it's like, they're almost yep. kind of helping me out in a way, but, um, but yeah, little, little nuggets like that, that you pick up from those courses are huge. So what you're saying is the video has got to be great. The content's got to be great. If you got the other things like microphone, camera, that's cool. But equally as important is optimizing that, yep. getting the right tags, getting the right SEO so you can obtain that visibility to your amazing content yep. and video. Yeah. And, and just like specific call yeah. to actions, you know, how you structure the video, you know, mm. understanding a little bit, like obviously nobody really understands the algorithm to a full capacity, but just little things that are thought out to keep people viewing a little bit longer, which is going to push your video out in front of more people and, and just making it really easy for people to connect with you, whether you have, you know, a Calendly link or, you know, whatever the case may be to reach out to you. Some people don't even call to actions. It's like, you just gave everybody the information yep. and they don't even in their mind as they're watching this video, you want them to think like, okay, subliminally, if I could get a hold of this person, if I wanted to, where a lot of people don't even put that in their viewers mind. So as watching it they're not even thinking about contacting you because you haven't even made it an option for them right but yeah, right. just little stuff like that you know these videos need to be thought out and and there is some strategy to it for sure yeah and i think the same thing can yeah. be said for multiple social media platforms like not just youtube you see analytics uh on instagram that you know a lot of people probably are not utilizing you can go in there and literally see which stories which posts which reels are doing the best and you can just replicate, duplicate that content, keep putting out the stuff that Instagram is telling you people want to see. 
time of day, all of that. Yeah. Good points, Ryan. That's so true. And I mean, we were talking about the Social Media Academy by Mike Sherrard. Not a lot of people know that. We all have taken it. Um, and it's, does anyone want to kind of dive in a little bit about it? Um, so that other, someone, maybe a listener who's watching or someone who wants to dive into, you know, social media for real estate or for their business Mm -hmm. can kind of know what to expect or kind of where to go, what, what kind of content is in there. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've dove into that course, uh, quite a bit and, you know, doesn't really matter which platform you want to really tackle, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, they're all, all the major platforms are on there. I think we're rolling out the TikTok one here soon, or, or sorry, he's rolling, he's rolling out the yeah. TikTok one. And then, but it's basically just step-by-step. Step. Like it's crazy. They're, they are in depth. Um, you know, I want to say the YouTube one is gotta be at least, you know, 20 hours from start to finish, but it is step-by-step step where you could know absolutely nothing. And then now again, you know, everything. And all you have to do is basically come up with the content but even, you know, what I was talking about in terms of the planning, the the specific call to actions, how to actually increase your watch time, all that stuff is explained in there. So um, if it's something that you're going to invest a lot of time into, because YouTube does take a lot of time, Instagram takes a lot of time, you know, all these things, you might as well actually have the foundation to do it properly um, the first time so that you're not just kind of wasting your breath. Absolutely. Well, we'll be dropping the link in our comments after this on how to obtain that social media for a course for anyone who hasn't taken it. But how I like to, to, um, explain it rather is it's A to Z for anyone who's inexperienced or beginner, you know how to set up your profiles all the way to the more complex, getting your ads in order to put yourself out there both organically and paid. So you're not, you're learning from the best. I'm not surprised that the YouTube is like 20 hours. It's coming from the number one ranked social media guy in real estate, Mike Sherrard. So I'm not surprised. And it's worked. It's worked for a lot of agents. I mean, the some of the success stories is that, you know, some of the agents are doing like 87, 88 deals in their first year of business. So yep. it's inspiring nonetheless. But any education takes execution. 100%. It's just a, a space that's not been dominated, right? So it's just an open oasis for anybody who wants to open themselves up to, you know, going through the learning curve. But, and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked a little bit now about the tools that you've used to kind of drive the the knowledge and the training that you need to, to get that content optimized and out there. So, so let's talk a little bit now, Dimitri, about, you know, where you've come on your real estate journey. How have you started, you know, whether it be brokerage, traditional team or you know the team that you're on now what works for you and being surrounded by the right people how has that kind of aided to your success on social media yeah no awesome so i mean look i am like i said earlier i'm not an artistic person i'm very numbers orientated my entire life i've been you know I just, I find what someone's doing and I don't recreate the wheel. I kind of just, you know, make my own spin on it. And, you know, even when I was working in the Alberta oil field, you know, I saw that, I remember seeing this guy who was just raking in money and I'm like, kind of like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street where, um, what's his name? The one, the one dude, the super white teeth is like, Hey, how much money did you make? Like you show me a pay stub for that. I quit my job and I work for you. Like, boom, it was pretty much me, right? Like, how do I become that? So you gravitate towards mm-hmm. it and then it happens, right? And then even transitioning yeah. out of that into real estate and more specifically in Toronto, you know, like I said, I found a team lead who was doing something really good on Instagram that I wanted to kind of emulate. And I, I pretty much just 
you know, copied it. And then, you know, even now after leaving that team, you know, obviously the splits were not very favorable. So I'm looking for something, but again, I don't want to be a solo agent who just sticks to themselves, doesn't learn anything, doesn't communicate with anybody. So, you know, joining EXP and now having the opportunity to work with, you know, Mike, I found, you know, I actually knew Mike before I joined EXP because we're both from Alberta, but, uh, you know, he's crushing it on social media, right? And I'm on social media Mm -hmm. and I always want to find somebody who's doing something better than me so that, you know, it helps me elevate my game, right? So I think it's so, so important that it doesn't even matter real estate, anything that you do in life to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it just helps take it to the next level. Love it. Love it. Masterminding with people exactly that you aspire to be or are moving with that motivation and in a further direction to better themselves. 100% into it, into it. I love it. And you know what though, too, I'll say like in talk in terms of like putting yourself out there, you guys want to talk about putting yourself out there. Like yeah. I grew up in a small town. I was working before this, I was working in the oil field and you can't tell me that those boys weren't and still to this day, I know they are back home watching my shit. And they're just like, yo, this guy is out of his mind. You know, he went from coveralls and now he's trying <laughs> to be this Instagram vlogger, you know, with his fancy little jacket and his stupid little boots. Like, you know, I know I'm getting that, that <laughs> criticism and I can't even blame them. Like, you know, I, I know how they are and I, I would probably be the same way if, like, you know, one of them's tried doing it. But like, honestly, you just got to release that give a shit you know, and just who cares, be yourself, do your thing. And, you know, if you do it, if you do your thing consistently enough, it all of a sudden becomes the new norm and you can get away with it. You can pull it Mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Consistency is key. That's like when people want to post one day, the next day, no consistency, grow that momentum. Um, I do have a curious question. How, how big is your town? Like how many people Uh, are there? 6,000. So we have one, we have what? Uh, like your social following is more than the oh, town yeah. you live in? By a lot. So yeah. A lot more. We have we have one traffic Holy. one traffic light. Love the town. Love everyone there. Shout out to Edson. Shout out to Edson, <laughs> Alberta. Um but, but it's it's small. Like guys, I don't think you get it. Before I moved to Toronto, I and I still own, you know, my acreage out in Edson is forty acres. So like I don't know if yet if you oh, had to shit. put it in perspective, I don't know, it's probably like five or six city blocks and Mm. it was just me out there by myself and then all of a sudden i got moved into toronto and i'm like jammed in traffic and i'm just what the fuck is this like you know (laughs) so you just gotta go for it you know life's too short you know you're gonna look at your life after a little bit and realize that you know you didn't take the chances or you didn't take the risk or you didn't put yourself out there because you're too scared you literally Mm. just have to rip it off like a band-aid and and just go for it and you're gonna fall on your face you just gotta accept it and Keep it moving. If I look outside my window right now, I can see 6,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> more than 6,000. I've, I've had that too. When I was living at Midtown, there's two buildings there. And I'm like, there's more yeah. people in this building and the next building than there was in my entire town. It's kind of, even like when I sit at the ACC, you know, or sorry, the Eric, what the hell ever they call it now, uh, Scotiabank, you know, Scotiabank I'm sitting right there now. and I'm like, my entire town would fill the lower bowl. That's <laughs> super interesting. <laughs> Right, but oh. I love it. So last week, uh, Danielle and I, we, we were talking about our predictions for the real estate market in 2022, and we, we kind of gave an idea of what we think is going to happen. So I'm interested to hear on your perspective on what 
A, the real estate market is going to look like for 2022, in your opinion? And also, what do you think is going to be the biggest game changers for real estate agents uh, or even anybody trying to level up their business in 2022 on social media? Mm, Good question. I mean, in terms of the real estate market, I mean, you know, us realtors, we get real, (laughs) you know, we get in trouble when we pull out our crystal ball. Um, But, you know, (laughs) shocker, the the real estate agent thinks the market's going to go up again. I think, you know, we're probably going to see pretty similar growth to last year. I think we're actually going to see a very similar thing that happened last year with the inventory right now. It's like zero, right? There's nothing. And I don't know how many times, you know, two or three years in a row where this is going to happen, where springtime is going to hit, we're going to see more inventory and you're going to see, I think prices kind of slowly start to round off into summer. So I would literally say if you are looking to sell your home, I would try to time it basically between now and the beginning of spring season, which I think will be pretty much early March. So I think like mid late Mm -hmm. February is absolute prime where you're not going to be competing against as many homes and you're still going to get those crazy prices. Mm -hmm. Anybody who lists when everybody else is listing, you know, now your home becomes obviously a little bit less desirable unless you have a stellar property. Um, And then I think, you know, come summertime, I think we're going to see a cool down again, especially if COVID gets, you know, a little bit more relaxed restrictions. People are just so tired of being confined in their house. They're going to enjoy their summer and they're not going to spend it looking for a house. So I think for realtors, Mm. you know, get your shit, like, you know, get your deals done, you know, get your homes on the market because I think summer is going to be pretty slow. If you're looking for a deal, summertime actually might not be a bad, eh, bad time. We'll see. Um, And then in terms of game changer for, like specifically to social media, you know, I, I don't know it, maybe it's just me because I'm starting to get more into the YouTube space in real estate, but I do see a lot of agents starting to gravitate towards that. It'll be interesting to see who mm-hmm. sticks around because it is not a short term mm-hmm. play, right? It's really easy to start posting no. a few videos, but it's who sticks around and is consistent to actually build a presence and build a brand on YouTube. And a lot of these agents are so focused mm-hmm. on the production value has to be top quality, this, that, the other thing that's not sustainable. Yeah. What are you going to pay an entire yeah. production crew to come out once a week and shoot a vlog that gets 200 views, 300 views? No, that doesn't make any sense. So the people who are actually going to succeed yeah. are the people who are okay with opening themselves up to criticism and just really relying on themselves and their personal brand to carry the video and not the production value to carry the video, if that makes sense. Mm. But uh, but that's just me. I think a lot more people are going to be hopping on YouTube here soon. I mean, everything's going to, I think, longer style video moving forward. I mean, we're on a podcast right now. There you go. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it truly is a second job, 100%. And people need to treat it like that. It does take ded- dedication, consistency, and... Um, and they have to really allot some time towards it. Um, one last question that I have for you, Dem, is in terms of calendar and strategy um, with regards to YouTube and Instagram, like what would you say is a nice starter strategy for anyone who wants to be consistent going forward? Um, should they post stories every day, reels? What would you suggest they should start on? And then how can they hold themselves accountable? For me, uh, I would say stories because A, stories have the smallest expectation for quality. 
Okay, so you can shoot a story. Mm-hmm. It can suck. You know, you can trip over your words. Your hair could be messy, whatever the case may be. And you just post it and just close your eyes, let it go, right? Where when you're doing reels yep. or you're doing some other, even YouTube, right? Like the expectation for quality is a little bit higher. So I'm not saying that it has to be perfect, but if you're going to try to do that every single day, you know, you're going to get burnt out real quick. So I would start small and go with the stories. Yeah. And the stories for me have just built my skill set for capturing a story because I'm now I'm doing it so often every single day you can do this. Now I can actually make a story so I can actually build a vlog for my YouTube channel, right? Because I know how to take people through mm. a storyline and through a process and show them throughout my day because of the skills that I've built doing that. So I would say that's the easiest one. Start with the easiest one. Um, and then obviously, you know, one thing that we were chatting about, uh, during one of our weekly calls, you know, and strategies with actually getting clients on Instagram is, you know, it's, it's more than just posting the content. It's actually building the relationships with people. So now you got to get active in the Mm -hmm. DMS. You got to communicate with people. You can't just post and expect people to come your way. Um, but that's a whole nother, you know, 45 minute call. So (laughs) yeah, you can hide from follow-up. And as a business owner, you cannot. So whether you're being consistent with, you know, mailers, door knocking or social media, you got to be consistent in putting it out there. And then you also have to be consistent in the follow-up. Would you say, yeah, it's a contact sport. The person with the most hits wins. (laughs) Never heard that. I like that. I like that. That's good. You got anything else, Rai? For now, I think we can probably wrap things up. Dimitri, anything you want to plug? Any Anything you want to drop? Obviously, we're going to be linking you in the descriptions everywhere. Uh, so if anybody wants to work with you, either real estate or agent-wise, um, they can do that. But yeah, anything you want to plug? I love it. Yeah, and I'll definitely come back, I think, next time we do it. You know, let's do this late at night on a, on a you know Thursday, Friday or something, and we'll have some, some drinks Ooh. flowing too. We can maybe tell some stories. It'll be... <laughs> Like we that. drink during the day too. Okay? A little too early for me right now, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's happened. I like that. A told as is after dark episode. I like that. Woo. Um, uncut. <laughs> so, no representations yeah. or warranties. Exactly. It'll be like a four hour video. Um, but in terms of plugs, you know, Instagram, uh, my Instagram handle, I'm sure you guys will leave it down below, Demetrius underscore GIA. Uh, you can pretty much use that handle for damn near every platform and you'll find me. And then YouTube, I think if you just Google Demetrius Genitos Real Estate, I think you got to be a little bit more specific on the YouTube because you're going to find me and Ika's channel. But I would say go find Dem and Ica is our big channel. And then my real estate channel is on there too if you want to see what I'm doing real estate related. But little um, teaser, you know, me and Ica actually have a, a, a little real estate video coming out on our big channel. So Ooh, we're, we're going to see that. if, uh, you know, we're going to have some fun. We've, we've been touring some places and just having some fun and condo shopping for ourselves. So, you know, we're kind of just taking people down that process with us. So I'll leave it at that, that awesome. for plugs. Amazing. I love the call to the call to action at the end, right? We just said, so we know where to find you. Thanks for coming on here. We appreciate it. We had some fun. Ryan, you want to close us off? Absolutely. So thanks again for uh, coming on the episode, Dimitri. Uh, it was it was awesome. Lots of value in there. Um, for anybody who wants to know where they can listen to us, we're available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as the full video version on YouTube. 
Um, we're going to have all of our links in the description. So if you wanted to go follow us uh, individually, you can do that. Or I think all of us are on Calendly as well. And you can book a one-on-one -on -one consultation, whether you're a buyer, seller, or a real estate agent looking to level up your business. You can do that with any one of us. So thanks again, Dimitri, for coming to the episode. Thanks, guys, for listening and watching. Make sure you subscribe, like, leave us a comment. Tell us what you think, anything you want us to talk about in the future. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks for coming, guys. That's told as is. We out. Later, guys. Thank you. Thank you.